You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. We at Baseball Isn't Boring have had a ton of perspective on the new rules this year. Yay for baseball. New rules good, old rules bad. Well, it's just different. And we want to get more perspective, even more perspective. We got it from players, from pitchers, from hitters, from general managers, from managers. And now today, third base coach. A third base coach, Gary DeSaracena, the Washington Nationals third base coach, also offers great perspective because, I don't know if you know this, he was a really, really, really good shortstop. He talks a lot about, from his perspective, from the third base coaching perspective, what life has been like. As an update, by the way, let me give you some numbers. Time of game, as we sit here, average time of game, 238 compared to 303 last year. Stolen base percentage, 86.1% success rate. That's up, 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 up. It's the highest, actually, probably ever. Last year, 79%. So you have pitch clock violations. Pitch clock violations, they are down. You look at where they went from in April, where you got 90 automatic strikes. Well, only 38 in July and 23 so far in August. We can go on and on and on. But I don't want to keep you anymore from Gary DeSarcita. He's always a great guy to talk to about a ton of stuff. But today... He was the guy I wanted to go to give the perspective from that third base coaching box and also from an infielder's viewpoint. All right, here's Dee Sarcine. All right, one of the finest human beings around. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I I say that, but only the people I mean it to. Um, So, Gary, I haven't asked any third base coach this. What is the biggest difference this year with all the new rules? 
Well, first of all, I know you like me because I'm a born and bred masshole. Yeah. One. Yeah. And I lived back there and, and I've been, uh, grew up there my whole life. So to get to your question, um, probably it was, it was my hardest spring training because the rules were implemented in camp. And I, I, you know, I wasn't in the minor leagues when they had the pitch clock and all these other rules coming in. So it was all new to me. Uh, obviously, we get together as a staff. It's a, it, it, super important for me that our manager is on point and giving signs to me when he wants a hit and run or a bunt or any other any other uh, steal, things like that that he wants. If he's late with the sign to me, then it ends up being uh, I have to shut it down because I get the clock, I'm looking at it, and I know that hitter's got to be ready. So I think the most important thing is the timing of it between the manager and me. I was never really worried about the timing between me and the hitter or me and the base runner because I, I can shorten up my sign systems real quick. I can tell them in a pre-series meeting, hey, second touch, first touch. You can make that adjustment. The most important thing is getting it from the bench as quick as possible so I can get them the signs relay. Uh, properly uh, you know the, the bases aren't even a thing anymore no it's like the netting remember when the netting was oh, a big yeah, deal yeah. that's not a thing anymore yeah. um, it did take it does take a little bit to get used to even when they when they pick over you know you can see you can see the strategy in it uh, on our side and their side if we pick over twice you see their leads and they get antsy and right I've actually really enjoyed the game uh, this year more than any year because it's not a three and a half hour, three forty-five, four-hour game. You know, those games. Nobody likes to be in those games, and I know I'm, I'm sure you've talked to many people about it. Nobody wants to see a four-hour game. Yeah, we don't like to be out here. No, for three and a half. Yeah, so you're literally saving uh, yeah. days off of your life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the third base coach too. You know, when we go in at the tenth inning, we have that runner on second base. And it just becomes more magnified. Your mistake becomes more magnified, or your good decision at third base becomes more magnified. Whether you send them, or you hold them, or you, we bunt them, or things like that, sack fly. So it just becomes a little bit more hypersensitive with the, in, in extra innings in the tenth inning. But the biggest thing was the timing coming from the bench to me. If it's off, we're not going to be able to get the play Does in. It feel like looking back at it now because if you look at like the number of violations, like ball, like April to now. We knew it was going to drop off. But looking back from your perspective, like how how much more used to it you are compared to day one. I don't miss the walk-up songs. Oh. You know, they play the two-second two walk-up songs now instead of, like, the 15-second. You know, the hitter wouldn't leave the on-deck circle until the song started. We don't miss that. We don't miss the long arguments or the talk. You know, a hitter, you know, can, uh, you know before the clock, they would sit there and argue about a pitch and go on and on and on about it. Uh, I just think it's been, you know, I was a little bit skeptical of it. Are you really? Yeah, yeah, because I just had never done it before. And any, anytime something's new to you, yeah. you, you just you get uncomfortable with it. Or how am I going to respond? Or how am I going to get this done? I don't even notice it anymore. It's just like the netting, like we talked about. Like, it's so uh, natural now that... Uh, find myself looking at box scores now and looking at the time of game. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, see, I mean, we had one at like 159 and we were like, oh my god. Did it feel 159? Oh, yeah. Well, when, when they're three hours now, it feels like four hours. Yeah. Like, the first game of the series that we're at right now, it was the first three innings. I'm like, this is going to be the longest game in ever, of all time. Yeah. And it still landed at like three hours. Yeah. So, 
it's the pace, and I think that's what uh, Theo and all those guys emphasize to us in spring training. Don't, don't worry, don't get caught up in the clock or any of that other stuff. It's more the pace. If you pick up the pace a little bit, the clock is just going to be a reminder. Yeah. More than like a uh, you know a police officer out here. It's just going to be a reminder. Hey, let's go. Keep it going. I think umpires, you know, looking back on the first month or two, umpires kind of struggled with starting over again. Yeah. When to do it, when not to do it. They've ironed that all out. Uh, the timeouts, you know, we got a lot of guys on our team that call timeouts with two out, two strikes on them. I still don't understand why the pitcher doesn't have a timeout. I mean, yeah. it just doesn't make sense why one has a timeout and one doesn't. Yeah. Um, but the, all that stuff, probably about two months into the season, it was seamless. It was as, good. as the shift, which you haven't talked about, you as an elite shortstop, um, you look at short. This is one of the things we talked. Always going to bring back the athleticism as a person who actually thrived in that world, right? Did it, did it does that? Well, how was your perspective of that? On the shift, I am glad it's gone. Um, again, I was skeptical about it. At the I just wanted to see how it would work. I, my son plays independent ball, and I've been to like three or four of his games. And after about the second game, I said, you guys don't shift? He goes, no, we're not allowed to. Because it was always two and two. And I yeah. just noticed it there. And then uh, I noticed it here again with the pace of time. The third baseman's not running all the way out to right field, coming all the way back. Pitcher giving him time to come back. It's all about that pace. That's part of the reason I like the no shift. You know, it's cut down on my work, which is another thing. It's like you sit there and you work on um, with the analytical department about where to play guys, where to play guys. It's cut down on my work and educating pitchers too, because like pitchers, it's half the, half the battle. It's like, why didn't we shift that guy? Why did we shift that guy? And, Coming into the ballpark the day after a game, and you, you know you got to explain it to a pitcher again. Like this is why we did it. Blah 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 blah. But it does bring back the, the younger ball player who has range, athleticism. You know the Atlanta Braves, Baltimore Orioles, Cincinnati Reds. They could care less about you. They're going to make the plays. It's, it cuts out that, in my mind, that 36, 37 year old infielder that needed to be put on a GPS dot to make plays. Those guys aren't going to be around much more yeah, yeah. unless they really can swing it and hit home runs or whatever or get they get folded into the DH row. It's just more fun watching C.J. Abrams, you know, playing shortstop straight up and going out and make plays. Lindor is the same way. So there's a lot of guys. Uh, we just played the Reds, so, you know, their phenom at shortstop is unbelievable making plays. Yeah. Again, it goes back to the pace of game, not having to move guys, not reminding to move guys, things like that. Last thing, three best arms. Your three best arms. Because it's your job to know this. Three best outfield arms in baseball right now. Well, I always remember the guys that get me when I send them and they get thrown out. Um, hold on, I guess I had him in me. Caballo! You know, Cody Bellinger's got me a couple of times with the, with, when he was with the Dodgers. It's from center field. Hunter Renfro got me a couple of times. You guys see Hunter. He's got a cannon. Mookie Betts, cannon. The young kid from Milwaukee that's a local product got me the oh, other night. Uh, uh, yeah, threw an absolute BB from the morning track. Yeah. Threw one of our guys out. Um, Starling Marte, when he was playing, yeah. you know, he was hurt now. He had a tremendous arm. Without a doubt, you got to go. That's where I spend most of my time now, is with the uh, knowing the outfield arms, looking at video. You know, we played against the Oakland A's, and I just was panicking because I didn't know any of these outfielders. I knew a little bit about J.J. Bleday. 
kid from Texas, the right fielder Garcia from Texas yeah. has a cannon. Yeah. It's the ones who get you. You know, yeah. sometimes you'll, uh, you know, like um, Cespedes had made the made the throw of his life when I was with the Angels. He threw out Howie Kendrick from left field when he was with the A's. Yeah. Uh, but I would go with I'd go with Betts, Bellinger, and uh, Hunter Renfro, Garcia from Texas. Acuna. I've deleted him from my memory bank because I don't run on him anymore. So, yeah, he's, All right, he's really good. I'm glad I remember yeah, that. I don't send anyone with a Kuna. So I don't even, he's not in my mind anymore. <laughs> in celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that Something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.